Welcome to Degay's Watch Degrassi. I'm David. And I'm Marisa. This is the Degrassi Rewatch Podcast, where each week, my expertise and my skepticism will reveal new tidbits, make connections, and shed a new rainbow on this Canadian After School special. Today, we are watching Parents' Day, Season 1, Episode 5. This is one of the few episodes that isn't named after anything. Not a song, not anything. It's just named after what happens in this episode, which is Parents' Day. Here's our synopsis. Parents' Day is coming and Toby is worried. His mom and dad are both attending and they always argue. He will try anything to keep them apart. Meanwhile, Emma writes a piece for the paper about advertising in school. She learns, however, that her perspective isn't shared by everyone, namely her crush's older brother. As we come up on the episode, we're getting a little explanation as to why Toby is so worried. Both of his bio parents are coming. So his mom and his dad don't get along. JT mentions a time at camp he remembers them arguing. You and I are both from homes that parents who are still married. Yeah. Our parents aren't divorced, so we can't really relate to this. Nope. Unfortunately. But knew, obviously, lots of people. (laughs) Toby says he spends every other weekend with his mom and the rest of the time with his dad. That is a wildly small amount of time to see your mom, to me. What do you think? Sorry, how long did you say? He sees his mom every other weekend, so once every 14 days. But doesn't he live with Ashley? Yeah. So his, his dad? His parents are divorced. Oh, okay. Sorry. His dad is okay. with Ashley's mom. Yeah. yeah. So they have to watch this thing called NAK in the beginning of class, News About Kids. And they're talking about squeegee kids, which are those people that clean your windshield. They basically say that squeegee kids use their money to buy drugs and tattoos. First off, are you familiar with the term squeegee kid or squeegee person or squeegee man? Well, yeah. They say that in Britain? Well, not that they say, but I know what they're talking about. I, yeah. It's like, it wasn't that I didn't understand what they meant by it, but um, I just had never heard the term before. And I googled it, and it's definitely a thing. It's not... It's not a thing that Degrassi made up. It's a term that people use, like squeegee man, squeegee kid, squeegee whatever. Um, But I just had never heard it growing up in California. That's, I just don't call them anything, I guess. We don't have a name for it. But the term squeegee kid also comes back later in Degrassi as kind of a hearkening back in season 10. So... When we get there, we'll get to talk about Squeegee Kids more. Emma is obviously pissed that she has to listen to this NAK BS. It obviously is BS. Poor people are poor and just trying to make a buck. So why vilify them instead of helping them, you know? Did you ever have to watch any BS shit like that in school? Like weird ads or something produced outside of the school that you came into the school? Not really, no. Maybe like a drug talk. Yeah. 
That's about it. Me neither, but yeah, I think that we watched nothing that was like on a weekly basis. We had like specials, like weird videos about don't let people touch you or like when we got into middle school, like abstinence video, you know, but ugh, we had got so much mileage on the playground making fun of those abstinence videos. They were so ridiculous. It was this one woman that like screamed really loud at you and it was just like that doesn't that's not speaking to me <laughs> doesn't sound like it would no she did one of those things where she used duct tape and it's like stick it on your arm and it's sticky but you stick it on someone else and then you stick it on and it gets less and less sticky as if that's how your body works with sex also to use something sticky and the word sticky while talking about sex <laughs> <clears throat> middle school was awkward and terrible and if anything the more sex the more stickier it gets right lots of fallacies out there yep lots of fallacies Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, catholic school sex talk all right so moving on into our first canada speak of the day after they get out of class they're talking about squeegee kids and Emma says, no, squeegee kids are poor. <laughs> Here, poor and poor, you say it the same. In Canada, poor, as in doesn't have a lot of money, and then poor, like on your face, are said differently. Very interesting. This is also the first time that Liberty's privilege gets uh, exposed. She's obviously had a lot of attitude and confidence previously, but she mentions that her dad knows the mayor and da-da-da-da. So this is us learning that Liberty comes from a very privileged background, and that is a continued theme. We jump over to Paige, Terry, and Ashley, the trio, talking about how Ashley always gets ornery when NAK takes her space because she usually does the morning announcements. And... They're talking about getting an agent, being a professional. They mention, or Terry mentions, hey, even Heather Sinclair has an agent. This is our first mention of Heather Sinclair. She is the infamous, but never shown and never speaks classmate of the older class. She is often described negatively either her attitude, her being mean, or the way she looks. In this example, <laughs> they talk about her having an agent, and Paige says, the girl with that overbite has an agent. So, if we were ever to draw a picture of Heather and Sinclair, she would have a wide variety of interesting things about her, because she always has a different, there's always some different physical thing about her that gets critiqued by the other girls. She's a little bit of a punching bag, but she doesn't actually really exist, so I just kind of find it funny. This is also another example of Paige being green and being jealous. She's jealous of Heather Sinclair. She's jealous that Ashley thinks that she can get an agent. Is she ever going to wash her hands? You know, I'm not sure. She comes out of the stall. What happens next? I guess she goes up, oh yeah, she's washing her hands. Finally. 
Ashley says to JT, hey, your mom's coming tomorrow. And he says, ugh, don't remind me. Because for him, the fact that his mom is coming sucks. But the girls are all hatching a plan to butter her up because she happens to be a casting agent. There's a little bit of puzzle piecing for us to do um, on the backstory of JT's family. We find out she's a casting agent, mainly because the girls care about that. Um, but later, there's a lot of discussion about how important her career is. She's late because she was at work. And his dad mentions that that's one of the major reasons they broke up. So we piece together on our own, oh, she's a casting agent. She has a demanding job as a result. And there you go. Okay, and we're rolling right into our first fashion crime ticket of the episode. We come up on Spinner and Paige talking, and Spinner's shirt says, Your girlfriend thinks I'm hot. A jerky shirt to wear, and also very much of that era. I mean, I guess a guy might still wear that shirt, but ugh, come on. He's. It looks like one of those hat shirts from Spencer's Gifts. Totally. And Paige is trying to ask him, Ashley's gonna get an agent. What about me? Am I pretty enough to get an agent? And he just is mind-boggled by her question and just doesn't understand it. He's, like, using his guy brain and just does not get it. She's seeking his validation that she's pretty enough or whatever, and he, he just doesn't get it. Emma's taking her qualms with NAK to the principal, Mr. Radich, and he encourages her to write a piece for the paper. Now, this is really interesting because earlier in the family politics episode, Liberty mentions that she wants to start a paper and this is telling us that she did. So that's kind of cool. She actually achieved that. Ashley has her messenger bag with her phone in the pocket again. It's just so old and funny. Remember when having phones in class didn't matter as much because they didn't do anything interesting. And Paige is carrying a clear plastic bag, which was so of the time. Emma's getting ready to start writing her article, asking Manny for advice. And she says, if I was a squeegee kid, I'd say, hey, preppy kids, get off my back. I'm a person too. And Sean is next to them and laughs a little bit. You can tell that Emma just sees it as him laughing at her. But what she doesn't know yet is that his life is super different from hers and his perspective is different because to him her imitating you know a squeegee kid is just a ridiculous thing because he probably knows firsthand we go into another fashion crime ticket of the episode jt and toby are starting their own scheme and jt is wearing another man jewelry necklace so so funny and this is our whatever-it-takes moment of the episode. Toby is ready to do whatever it takes to keep his parents from both showing up to Parents' Day because he doesn't want them to argue. So he decides to draft a fake letter from Mr. Simpson to his dad. He says, it's foolproof. I scanned his signature. I got the Degrassi logo. It's completely airtight. But teaching moment wrapped up. We're seeing a close-up of his letter, and you can see so many spelling errors. He spelled exemplary wrong. He spelled performance wrong. 
you know, later his dad points out, you know, premium is spelled wrong, so he very clearly not an airtight plan. Emma is getting her letter into the newspaper. Liberty's kind of being a stickler, saying she's late, but eventually gives in. Their newspaper is called The Grapevine. Do you, did you ever have a newspaper at school? No. Oh, that's a bummer. At my elementary school, we had a newspaper, and it was called The Cosmic Planet. Not sure who named it, but there you go. We actually had one. I think there was even a horoscope bit. Liberty says, as an editor, I'm only as strong as my weakest link. Very cutthroat sort of attitude, and she, uh, she brings back that weak link phrase in a later episode. I believe it's in season two. So that'll come back. <clears throat> Toby's dad is reading his fake letter and very quickly realizes that it's fake. <laughs> and it's actually a little bit of a sad moment because he gets worked up right away when Toby mentions that his ex is coming and didn't even tell him. Then he gets a little bit sad when he says, so you don't want me to go? And then it gets even sadder when Toby says, I want you to go and I want her to go. I just don't want you to be there together. And ugh, that's just a terrible reality for a young kid to have to deal with. That sucks. Toby's dad says, I promise you I won't we won't have any fights it'll be fine but unfortunately that's not quite how it happens now parents day has started and this is our first deleted scene to talk about emma and spike are walking into the school in this deleted scene radish comes up and says sometimes i accidentally call him radish <laughs> because of the one episode with the radishes song we're not there yet, but we will cover it, I promise. Radich comes up, says hi to Emma, and calls Spike Christine. Obviously, that's her real name, and he taught her when she was at Degrassi, so he knows her personally. He calls Emma their Lois Lane, since she just wrote her article for the grapevine, and Emma doesn't know who Lois Lane is. That's weird. Yeah, I think I, I'd, you'd know who Lois Lane is. Yeah, I feel like by the time I was twelve, I knew who Lois Lane was. But you like Smallville. That's very true. I did like Smallville. That is a show that we need to rewatch. I wonder where that's at. So, then as at Ashley, as Emma and Spike are walking away from Radich, um. Emma notices Sean, and Spike notices that Emma's blushing and says, Oh, are you blushing, Emma? She says, No, I'm not. But she very clearly has a crush. I got a crush on you. A crush on you. Shout out Mandy Moore. All right, that's the end of the deleted scene. In the undeleted scenes, uh, we come up on... Ashley, Terry, and Paige, the trio, in the girls' bathroom, their favorite hangout. Ashley says she's too nervous to put on her eyeliner, 
asks Terry to do it, and then gets mad at Terry for poking her eye. Why ask someone for help and then bitch at them? Like, it's just another example of Ashley's just got an attitude problem. <laughs> she is got an attitude. Then, out the stall comes Paige. And this is a glaring, bright, shining fashion crime ticket right here. She has on a crop top snakeskin shirt that is sparkly, 360 sparkles. She has a fake tribal armband tattoo and a shiny metallic around the belly button artificial tattoo. It's just at the top of her sexy OO's wear. She's pulling out all the stops to try and impress this agent. And it's very odd to me because if you're an actor, I guess you can have tattoos, but Maybe I'm thinking more of models. Like, you don't really want to have tons of exposed tattoos as, like, an actor or a model because you want to, you know, be able to conform to any role. I guess that's what tattoo makeup is for. Terry, as usual, is wearing a big baggy nothing outfit. As you can tell, it frustrates me. They're also wearing very cute Ask Me stickers because they're the helpers at Parents' Day. When Toby's mom arrives, the girls are immediately swarming her. She is obviously slightly confused as to why they're all so interested in her. And in this scene, we get another Canada speak. Paige is a big Canada speak uh, perpetrator, if you will. Ashley says a quip to her and she responds, Oh, the eyeliner is making you look washed out. <laughs> washed out or washed out, as Paige says. I just love it. We continue on, and Toby's parents are talking to Snake, Mr. Simpson. He mentions that Toby has trouble with details, especially spelling, which is kind of a, a jab or a joke about how he just wrote this, like, horrendous fake letter that had so many misspellings that it didn't work, which cracks me up. Did you have parent-teacher meetings? Yeah. We did too, but I never really remember them being, I don't know. I think only one of my parents would go, like both, but never go at the same time. My parents also had to attend, I guess, like PTA sort of things. It was like, some of them it was like encouraged or like almost required. And like, I remember every time my parents would go, they'd be like, that was super pointless. We're never going to that again. <laughs> so... You can tell already that Toby's parents are not getting along, but his dad's trying to hold the line. Only doing it at first, though. We roll into our first it-goes-there moment of the episode. Tracker, Sean's brother, and Sean walk past Emma and her mom talking about her article, obviously not knowing that she wrote it. Emma, being the strong woman that she is, strong woman, she says, hey, that's my article that you're talking about, actually. And when Tracker tries to apologize to Spike, she says, no, don't talk to my mom. Talk to me. I wrote it, and I'm right. Then this is where it goes there. 
Tracker says, Sean's falling behind in school because we can't afford a computer at home. And that is when Emma realizes that her perspective about NAK is a privileged one. She doesn't have to worry about the school getting free computers because she has one at home. Others don't. And she missed that piece of the puzzle because she didn't look outside of her own perspective before. And now that she is, I think she's feeling a little residual guilt. And then we roll right into the second it goes there moment of the episode. Toby's parents are hearing about him skipping class once and his mom starts tearing into his dad and his dad takes the bait they start yelling at each other things sort of zoom out and it zoom the the sound zooms out and the the screen zooms in on toby it's almost like you're going into his head with him in this space like oh no it's happening i didn't want this to happen And Toby actually has some bravery. He yells over his parents and says, who's to blame video games? That's bravery? That's a lie? Well, obviously it's a lie because, I mean, he skipped class to play video games, so he... It's his own fault. Don't blame video games. Well, obviously it's his fault, but his parents are arguing with each other like it's, you know, one of their faults. I guess. That's what he's just trying to stop. As soon as Toby's parents come out, Ashley and Paige are swarming Toby's mom again, giving fake enthusiasm towards Toby for his good review from his teachers, like Paige cares at all, calls him hun. Ugh. So, so fake. And then there's a sweet moment between Toby and his mom, She says, I have to go, but I want you to know your message came through loud and clear. And the stuff between you and your dad and me is tough, you know, but we're trying and I love you. So she heard, she heard him about, you know, them arguing too much. She's about to walk away. Ashley's saying something, but Paige interrupts Ashley, pops in front and hands Toby's mom a Polaroid photo of herself says something to remember me by. It's a Polaroid of her wearing the outfit she's wearing right now. So like she took it moments ago (laughs) to give to this woman. It's just not a good, it's just not professional. It's not a good move. It's just hilarious. And remember Polaroids? I kind of want to buy a Polaroid camera. Does... Toby's mom being an agent ever come back? No. I think this is the one and only time we see Toby's mom Mm. in the whole, yep, I don't remember her reappearing ever. So. Oh, Degrassi. But she does kind of start a new plot point because as she's walking out the door, Terry is kind of cleaning up, taking some signs off the door, and Toby's mom says, hey, you have an interesting look hands her a car and says, hey, if you ever want to act, give me a call. Hmm? Just like this. Yeah. So it's really hilarious. It's really hilarious because Ashley and Paige are like obsessed with getting and swarming her constantly. And then Terry is the one that she notices. 
this comes back in later seasons when Terry does have a career. So this storyline continues later. There's also a deleted scene where Ashley and Terry are walking out the building and Ashley is pissed. And Terry says, are you sure you're not mad? And Ashley says, no, I'm not mad. But she very clearly is. Another example of Ashley kind of being a sucky person because she's always wanting Terry to have a better self-image and to get a boyfriend and blah, blah. But when something actually happens for Terry to get some self-confidence and, you know, feel better about herself maybe, then she gets jealous and angry, you know? I don't know if that's why they decided to cut it out because it showed her kind of being a bad friend, but there you go. That's that's middle school girl action for you, that, that covert meanness. There's also another deleted scene with Toby and his dad outside of the school. And he says, hey, the price of admission to listen to a video game speech was worth it. But he also says, hey, I let your mom push my buttons and I shouldn't have. I totally blew it. I broke my promise and I'm really sorry. So I liked that deleted scene because, you know, obviously his dad didn't keep his promise, but at least he recognized where he went wrong and apologized, which some parents can't do that. They can't apologize to their kids and it's important to do. All right, leaving the deleted scene land and coming back to the school. It's the next day, and Sean and Emma are next to each other, and they mutually apologize for the argument and weird discussion about Emma's article. She feels bad, and Sean feels bad for what his brother said, but we can tell that it's okay. Neither of them are that mad, and they forgive each other, And they actually have a little laugh about the looks like garbage, smells like garbage thing. And he says it wasn't garbage. A little, his first little flirty flirt with Emma. Also, he has earrings in, which I think is supposed to lean towards this bad boy thing. Spinner has a lot of jewelry as well. But it's funny because it's not so much of a thing anymore. That's definitely a OO's thing. We cap off the episode with the make it through moment of the season, or the episode rather, apologies. At first, Snake says, hey, you doing okay with your parents? And he says, oh, and by the way, don't forget to erase the file off the computer when you falsify a letter from me. Oh, and maybe you wanna spell my name right? So he even spelled Simpson wrong or maybe he spelled Archibald wrong either way he spelled it wrong (laughs) spelled a freaking name wrong that cracks me up but he says hey and one more thing and this is the make it through moment your parents should be proud of you I certainly was and it's just like hey you spoke up you got your message across it's really cute I love that Snake is such a good teacher and he cares about his students And that is the end of Parents' Day, Season 1, Episode 5. Did you love it or did you love it? Now, next week, we will be listening to Season 1, Episode 6. In this episode, 
Ashley and Jimmy are celebrating because it's their anniversary. But how much are they going to be celebrating? Are they going to go all the way? Do you think there's going to be drama? You don't have to ask. It's Degrassi.